Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, let's look. Let's look this morning at at the name of Jesus. This is just interesting because we're always trying to find out. Well, okay, God's word, the Bible is the book about Him or whatever. And how do I how do I uh, apply this to my life? It's 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 not as we think a bunch of do's and don'ts in here. You know, uh, there's uh, things in here that actually uh, tie us with the Lord. And one of these things is. Is very interesting. It is the name of Jesus. So let's look down here in the book of Matthew. This first part here is, of course, is a big long genealogy. But then it goes about the birth of Jesus. And I want us to take a look at um, oh, what this angel says. Look at verse twenty-one. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He didn't say, "Well, you can call him whatever you want to. Won't matter." No, you'll call his name Jesus. And it says, "For he shall save his people." From their sins. The word Jesus actually means Savior. It comes from the word Joshua too. The word Joshua means the same thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, a lot of times we think that save simply means I'll just go to heaven. Well, thank God we got that. I'll agree. Praise the Lord we got that. But that's not all. He said he would save them from their sins. And if you think about John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You don't have to postpone that perishing way down range saying, well, I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. You can stop the perishing right now. That's what's so great about it. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, so let's go back here to this name. You shall call his name Jesus. Well, why do I need to call his name Jesus today? Well, that was just maybe for Mary and Joseph. No, there was a reason here. So let's go next to uh, the book of Philippians here, and we'll discover some more stuff here about this name. Because, you know, this is what's neat. I can say the name. I can think about uh, this name. Philippians chapter, I'm going to go to chapter 2 here, and it's a familiar passage I'm sure you've heard before. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Am I still in... Yeah, I'm chapter 2. Okay, here we are. Uh, let's start here in verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, in other words, Jesus became human, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Yes, he died for us all. Okay. Verse 9. Wherefore, or because he did this, God has highly exalted him. And this means God went out of his way for some reason, Okay. And given him a name which is above every name. Well, now, couldn't we just say that's between him and God? That's between Jesus. Of course, Jesus is God. What do I need to know about it for? Because that name can come across your lips and make a difference. Not just, well, it makes me a Christian. Well, you'll definitely be a Christian, all right. That's, that's not the point here. But the things around you can change as a result of saying that name. I'm reminded of Bill Gaither's song, There's Just Something About That Name. We'll see. <laughs> I'm telling you, these things are true. You know, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Yeah, there is. You know, Makes you wonder why even in Hollywood movies, and of course, maybe probably you know people, and even maybe yourself, when something goes wrong, we go, Jesus. You know, well, why do we even want to say that? There's something about that name. Here's what happened. God highly exalted him, given him a name. Notice this, which is above every name. Now, come on, I favor Richard, obviously. Well, that's not what he's talking about. There's something big about the name of Jesus, which is above the name of Richard or your name. 
no matter what it is. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus. Now, what does that mean when you say it? When you say the name of Jesus, what happens? Well, it says here, at the name of Jesus, or you could say the sound of the name, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Some people think that this passage only means at the end of time when everybody finds out that you were right. Jesus really is Lord. <laughs> he really came. He created everything. And he's Lord. You know, you know, sheep and goats moment. The sheep on one side, the goats on the other. No, this is at any time that name is mentioned. Yes, surely one day every knee will bow. But God gave him a name that is above every name. It wouldn't matter so much that it's above every name if this was just going to be in the future somewhere. Something about that name. Well, let's go see some things about this name. Let's see what we got. Let's go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts is so wonderful because the book of Acts is simply named after what it is. Jesus has already gone into the heavens. He's already gone. There's nobody left but you and I. And these are the acts, the things, the actions, shall we say, that took place. Let's go to the, the 19th chapter. Interesting little story here about what happened when that name was used. Uh, here we go. The King James, uh, well, this, this passage here, it says the Jewish exorcist. You know, <laughs> Let's see what happens here. Uh, verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcist took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, I'm lost. What's he talking about? Well, if you keep reading, you'll see. But I just want to point out that they did, uh, they called over them that had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, you would say it with your mouth. Well, what would they say? Well, we'll keep reading and we'll see. And there were seven, <clears throat> no, excuse me, and it says, saying, we adjure you, which simply means I command, I command you by Jesus, or there's that name, whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, uh, chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Uh-oh. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Wow. Well, what happened there? Well, I just want you to see what these people did. They just said, we, we command you by Jesus, and they added to it whom Paul preaches. And I'd like to say there that uh, that name will work every time, but these fellows were not fully convinced. That's the reason the, oh, the evil spirit had said, well, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know. And you need to back up and say, yeah, but you need to know me too because Jesus taught me that name works and you're going to get out. But these guys let themselves get beat up. If you will, go back here to the 16th chapter. Let's watch the use of this name again. Oh, in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, here's some more Acts we're going to see. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us and they brought... Her master's much gained by soothsaying. Well, we could put this in the Living Bible, but I'll go ahead and explain it right here. This woman was a fortune teller, <laughs> and she was making a lot of money at it. Anyway, she was following Paul and us, and she cried, saying, Hey, these guys know it all. Yeah, buddy, you need to listen to them. <laughs> well, Paul did not want her advertising. 
Apparently, it must have been annoying. And it probably was a little bit of uh, sarcasm involved. Something was going on, you know. And watch what happened. Now, let's look for the name of Jesus. And this she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee, look at this, in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Wow. How do you use the name? Well, right here he just said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. And guess what happened? Well, it did. It sure did. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 3 just a moment. I love this because here's some more activity related to the use of this name. Well, Richard, what are you saying that we should do? Well, in a moment we'll look at John chapter 14. He says, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, you know. And actually, the word ask there can easily be translated demand. Now, we're not demanding God. We're demanding a circumstance just like Jesus, I mean, excuse me, like Paul was telling that spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to get out, you know. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, Verse 1, this is Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Okay, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. In other words, he was begging for money. And Peter fastened his eyes on him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive, some, receive something of them. And Peter made this fantastic statement here. What did he say? Now, we've heard this a million times. Silver and gold have I none. Okay, I don't have any cash. But wait. But such as I have. Well, did God whisper in his ear? I give you special moments, special privileges just right now. No. God didn't. They would have told us that. They also would have warned us saying, don't try this on your own. I mean, I was watching a show the other day and they were saying, do not try this at home. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You should try this at home. This works. Praise the Lord. He took it and he said, uh, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hmm. You know what? I can do that. I can say that. I've already seen what Jesus, I mean, what, uh, what Paul did to that evil spirit. He just said, I command in the name of Jesus. Right here he says, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. We saw what the sons of Sceva tried to do. It just didn't work for them. Well, that's because... <clears throat> They didn't have any fortitude behind them, and they were just playing with the name of Jesus. We're not playing around. We know. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, walked and entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, oh, let me speed ahead because everybody's wondering, oh my goodness, what happened? Well, look what Peter says. <clears throat> and when Peter saw this, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Man, I would, because this is a one-time event. But Peter said, You don't need to marvel at this. This is normal. Wow. Why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power? We've got to get a hold of this. Sometimes we think, we think that the name of Jesus won't work unless we've been praying all week long. Well, I'm fixing to go over there and go pray for so-and-so, and I'm just praying the name will work. It's basically what we're saying. The name works. Well, I just sure hope, God, you'll answer my prayer now. Yes, it will work. Jesus guaranteed it with that name. We already know the name is above every name. Just mention that name. 
Boy, I tell you, we have got to get out of our own self-condemnation. Well, it's just, Peter was so great. No, he denied it here. And you've got to remember, it wasn't but a few weeks ago that Peter said, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus at all. Ne- I never knew him. All of a sudden, cock-a-doodle-doo. You know? <laughs> Jesus said, you're going to deny me twice or three times. So what does he say? It wasn't because of our goodness we made this man to walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, boy, that's a long way back. Wow. The God of our fathers has glorified his son, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. You denied the Holy One, the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. You killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead. Whereof we are, very interesting here, witnesses. Oh, you know, when you use his name, it makes you a witness. I tell you what. Now watch this. Verse 16. And his name through faith in his name. See, Peter didn't say, well, silver and gold have I. Well, hey, wait a minute. I got some money at home. Just in case this don't work here. <laughs> no, he says, such as I have, give I thee. Peter believed in that name. Big difference than the sons of Sceva. They were like, uh, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they ran off. But his name through faith and his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. You've seen this guy every day laid at the gate. He's always wanting money because that's all his livelihood. Yea, the faith which is by him has given this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Wow. This story doesn't quit right here. It goes right on into the fourth chapter. And I want to show you what happened because they all got thrown into jail because of it. Oh, let's look what happens here a little bit further in the fourth chapter. He says uh, in verse 9, If we be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he's made whole. In other words, this guy that was lame. He says, Be it known unto you, I want you to know what happened. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And he's quoting Psalm 118 now. Look at verse 12, and let's don't ever forget it. Forget it. Neither is there salvation in any other. Any other what? Name? The name? For there is no other, look at this, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now I'm honest here. I'm a Baptist. I grew up being a Baptist. Of course I believe more. But anyway... I used to think that just simply meant going to heaven. Well, in this story, it meant crippled people can be made whole. And so Peter sums it up and says there's salvation in any, there's no salvation in any other, for there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Well, in this story, it was healing. Well, I'm telling you, whatever your troubles are, if you will put the name of Jesus on it, you will get out of trouble. Let's go just a moment. Let's back up just a little bit. Because the name of the Lord is so fantastic. Uh, the wisest man in the world even knew this. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 18. Look what he wrote. Remember, Proverbs are just kind of like one-liners. Of course, today a lot of people are more familiar. Well, I wouldn't say they're more familiar with, but jokingly they'll say, Confucius say, you know, and, oh yeah, everybody's ears go up. You know, if you go eat at the Chinese restaurant, you get that little fortune. You read a little one-liner here. Here is a one-liner that is so strong. Look at this. Proverbs 18 and verse 10. And with no trouble, I'll gladly say, 
that uh, this is a whole lot better than Confucius. <clears throat> Verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, if it's just his name, I mean, Jesus, oh yeah, Jesus. I remember that fellow. Yeah, he died on the cross. Yeah, he's my savior. There's more to it than just the historical part about who he is. The name, I can mention the name now. The book of Colossians tells us that whatever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, we are, remember, we already started out by reading, you're going to call his name Jesus, and don't ever forget, his name is above every name. Yeah, but this is broke. Well, why don't you speak the name of Jesus over it? Yeah, but I can next week, I can go buy me another one. Well, you can. But why don't you try it again in the name of Jesus? I tell you what, I've had more fun with this than anything. And I have no other explanation other than the fact that there's power behind that name. I'm like, I have no idea how this works. I will tell you this. I was a young college student one time. And uh, <clears throat> I went to get a battery for my F100 truck. It had broke down. And uh, oh, all of a sudden, I put a new battery in. And it didn't work. I was still at the auto parts. You can imagine what auto parts were like back in... 1979. Actually, it was 1978. And uh, anyway, all of a sudden, a car pulled up. A long-haired fella came out. He much older than I was. I was, you know, 19 years old. And he tried to jump me off. And I thought, well, he's an angel. This is great. Hallelujah. God sent an angel. Well, a few minutes, he wasn't no angel, I knew. Anyway, I tried to start it. No, no, just before I started it, this is what he did. He reached in the cab of his car and brought out this little, it looked like a little voodoo doll, whatever it was. And he stuck it on my Ford. I had a three, there was a 390 in that thing. He put it on the manifold at 390. He said, I don't knock it unless you're a hard shell Baptist. He says, this will work. And of course, I, I love Jesus just as much as I do now. And I went in there and got in there. And I remember before I hit the starter, I just told the Lord, I said, that ain't right. That is not right. I said, I, I mean, I don't, I was already thinking what I'm going to do. Well, I touched the ignition on that truck, and it didn't start. Oh, I was glad then. I come out of there, and he was already telling me, just bad-mouthing Jesus. And I said, take that thing off of there. Now, this is really happening, or I'm lying and dying. I mean, this actually happened. I said, take that doll off, and I said, I'm going to command this Ford 390 to start in the name of Jesus, and it'll start. And he reached over there, and he said, okay. And I said, in the name of Jesus, start. And I went around there, and I remember I had a moment. I had my hand on the steering wheel, the hand on the ignition, that big Ford cab. And I said, Lord, it's either you or that stupid doll. And I said, I know it's you. I hit the ignition and it started. Praise God. You talk about being cocky. I come out of that car and I said, and he was telling me, well, all the people that wrote the Bible, they all smoked dope and stuff. And I said, no, they didn't. I said, no, they didn't. And I defended the Lord, for he helped me. Anyway, long story short, I found out later that my car, no matter who jumped it, you couldn't jump it in the condition because there was something else that was broke. So that just made it even all the more knowing that it was the power of the name of Jesus that started it. Now, you can do what you want to, but I tell you what, I'm always going to use the name. When I'm trying to do things and things don't work right, I'll just say in the name of Jesus. Verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, look at this, and is safe. That's the reason when bad storms come your way, you should be saying, I'm protected in the name of Jesus. Or, in just, or just say in Jesus' name. The word Jesus means save, praise the Lord. Wow. Richard, are you really sure? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying what we find in the Bible here. Look at Psalm 20. 
in Psalm 20, David wrote this and he says, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. Notice he's not talking about, Oh, I want to avoid going to hell. We've already got that covered. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, we're going to go to heaven. This is something going on in your life right now. Something going wrong. He says, the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. Look at this. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Wow. Richard, do you really think? Apparently so. Do you remember? It's just a little trivial quiz. We know David. David killed Goliath. David's parents. Wonder what their name was. Well, you remember. David was the son of Jesse. Well, something must have happened in Jesse's bringing up their youngest child. They had like about nine sons. Their youngest was David. Somebody taught that boy something about God. Because if you will, let's go look at that little story here. Oh, David kills Goliath. And if we cut through the chase here, you'll discover that David didn't wipe him out with his sling. Nope. What did David actually tell? I'm reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, look what David did when he comes uh, after Goliath. I mean, he's standing right in front of him. Verse 43, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And the Philistine said, this is Goliath, unto David, am I a dog? Now remember, he is a giant. And we've got a little bitty lad here. I'm telling you, this is not well. He, truthfully, the scriptures are kind of, uh, they're not very clear. And, and a young lad at that time was probably in his early 20s. No, he wasn't. This was a kid. We're talking, could have been nine at max, maybe. I don't care what it is. It was so strange that King Saul had to have a little conference with him. And if King Saul didn't recognize something with David, you know what he recognized? He recognized the Lord was with David. But now what does David say? Oh yeah, I know that God's with me. Oh, I I can do it, King. God's with me. No, that's not what David argued. David said, I've got the name. I've got the name. This is what he says. So the giant says, hey, David, am I a dog? (laughs) That you come to me with sticks, staves. Sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Boy, I tell you what, that Philistine was like, I'm going to eat you as a snack. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Now I want you to watch closely what David says. He's not going to say, well, you're going to kill me, I'm going to kill you. Watch what David said. It wasn't just that I'm just going to kill you. Watch this. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a shield. Remember that guy, the king, I mean that uh, Goliath had a little armor bearer. Well, a big armor bearer carrying that shield. I've seen pictures. Maybe you did too in Sunday school. But David said, I come to thee. Hey, I can do that. Yes, you can. You don't have to see Jesus. You don't have to be where David was. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. What does he say? Whoops, excuse me. Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, he says in verse 6, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I'll smite thee. That means I'll kill you. And I'll take your head from you. Well, that's definitely getting him. And I will give, look at this, the carcasses of the host of the Philistines. Now, wait a minute, David. 
He just said he's going to kill you. It'd be enough just to say you're going to kill him. Now David says, oh no, uh-uh. I'm going to kill your whole army. What? This is the basic story that almost all Christianity recalls. David and Goliath. He said, no, I'm going to kill your whole army. How do you think that's going to happen? The name, the name. Wow. This day, see, we, we got to get used to knowing God's going to show up. We, we've, we've, we've let ourselves believe that God's always late. Or God's got a time, you know, you know, in His time. Man, you need to make His timing now. David said in Psalm 118, he said, send prosperity now. He said in Psalm 118, he said, this is the day that the Lord's made. But anyway, he said, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your whole army. And, the, and he says, the fowls of the air are going to eat you up. <laughs> and he says, that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. And I tell you what, God is not bashful. He's not ashamed. He wants you to use his name. Jesus said in John 14, he said, when you use that name, it'll bring glory to him. Just like we read in Acts chapter 3. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has glorified Jesus Christ. And anyway, he says, and all this assembly will know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. Well, how did he save them? Oh, yes, with that slingshot. No, David never said anything about that slingshot. He said it was the name. So you know when he was whistling, he was whipping that thing around, he was like, in the name of Jesus. And that stone, remember he picked up five, but how many, did he, how many times did he miss? He didn't miss at all. That first one went right into Goliath's head. Verse 48, and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. David hasted, and he hurried, and he ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. One guy going before a whole army. David wrote later in the Psalms, he says, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. You can too. Why is it even in your Bible? Why do we even, why do we care? This is historic. No, it's not historic. We got too many details here. We can do all this. And David, remember, he's running. <laughs> he's running. He's like, oh God, oh God, please make this work. No, no. He knows it's going to work. He puts that sling in there and he's running. And may I tell you what? Anyway, he hasted, he ran toward the beat the army. David put his hand in the bag, took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. And then what happened? And smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword uh, uh, in, in the hand of David. David ran and stood upon the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of the sheath and slew him and cut the head thereof. And the Philistines saw their champion was dead and they fled. Now, I want to back up just one moment. That was just Goliath. There's another part of the story you want to see. Why did David even get commissioned to go out there? Well, it's because Saul had talked with him. Look what he says to Saul. David said unto Saul, Your servant kept his father's sheep, and there came out a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Now, would you send your eight-year-old or nine-year-old to go run a lion out of the backyard that had your little poodle? Hey, little Johnny, go out there. and It's got the poodle again out there. You go, go, I don't want to lose this one. Go get that lion out of his mouth. And there's a bear out there too, so be careful. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I do not want to mess with a lion. I do not want to mess with a bear. David had this down to an art. 
What did David say? Well, you know, win some, lose some. I hope I get lucky. No. Mm -mm. He said, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David, moreover, said, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the, of the bear, will deliver me. See, today we are so bad. We don't know. We're like, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the Lord's will. Yes, it's the Lord's will. Plan on it. He said, He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. Let me tell you, that name will work. We're running out of time. I want to go one more, one more place here. Let's look at Psalm 91, very last verse. Psalm 91. Whoops, I passed it. Here we go. Psalms and 91. Psalm 91 is such a fantastic psalm. Really, it's more than just encouraging. It tells you you're going to be all right. You're going to get out of your trouble. It tells you what to do. Just read it out loud. I mean, it's like, praise the Lord. I mean, if you ever like, I'm too scared. I don't know what to say. Well, can you still think? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to say anything. Turn to Psalm 91 and just say what it says there. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the, sh of the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Just read it out loud. You know, we see on TV all the time. Oh, I'm going to have to go do this. And somebody jokingly will say, well, hand me my rosary beads, you know. Man, this is better than the rosary beads. I'm telling you, this is Psalm 91. Anyway, look down here what he says here. Verse 15. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Look at this. Because he has known my name. He will call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, saints, you know, that name works. No matter what you're faced with, no matter what your trouble is, just simply mention the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it's life to those that find it, health to all our flesh. And Lord, if we're hurting in our bodies today, I thank you in Jesus' name, you make us well. And what else can you do? You healed them all, so you'll heal us all too. Lord, if we're having trouble financially, that's so simple, Lord. You feed the birds of the air, you'll take care of us too. Praise God. And if we're faced with a giant, say like Goliath or whatever, David wrote later, I'll call upon the name of the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from all my enemies. So Lord, get us out of whatever trouble we're in. That's what you said you do. You're a savior. Praise the Lord. Your arm's not so short that it can't save. So we just thank you for that. Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others what you have done for us. And that's what we do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, glory. That's my best always been my prayer of night, so I'm